Peace and blessings, and welcome to the 150th episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. That's right, we celebrating today by closing out the third season with a great artist that is changing the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please, before we get to this episode, subscribe to our digital real estate heritagehiphop.com for exclusive playlists, music, interviews, blogs, podcasts, merch, and more. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today. We are the 30 for 30 of independent music and independent artists opening up their storybooks and sharing their tales and stories to you. Subscribe to us on all social media, Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, at Heritage Hip Hop. Not only do we pride ourselves in interviewing industry greats, but we also expose new independent artists that are making noise and changing the world with their sounds. And today we have one of my favorite artists, period. And also joined by one of his peoples as well. Shout out to Samaj Savage, who not only made a groundbreaking statement by being an independent artist and going up to number five on iTunes, which is stupendous, He's making sure that the savage era of hip-hop will be a testament for something that we will see, enjoy, and remember as the legacies and stories of hip-hop moves on. So don't let me keep you. Salute. We at the end of season three, and we're going out with a classic. So remember, give us a five-star rating wherever you stream this podcast, which is Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to put all so you don't miss any of the greatness that comes from Heritage Hip Hop. And without further ado, I give you the legend himself and possibly the king of New Jersey, Samaj Savage. And I'll be back with the rest of my commentary at the end of this interview. And salute the blaze, the rebel. Peace. Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artist today. And today, well, hold up. Let's not talk about today. Let's talk about the now first. I want you to make sure you hit the like button right now. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button right now. Share, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, because if you don't, not only are you corny, I'm disappointed in you because you don't like real music. <laughs> and most importantly, if you want Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream, five-star review because this is one of the interviews that you're going to talk about for the rest of your life see music is a journey and it's very few people who take you on a journey when you listen to their music most people have a nice beat and then they rap a little bit or they rap real good and the beats are okay or sometimes the beats are so overpowering you forget the mc or the mc so good that the beats fall apart Today, we have an MC who takes you on a journey and another MC who has a life story and he puts you in his bag as you travel with him. Only the best can take you on their journey. And since we're on a musical journey today, make sure you pay attention because the road you take will be the road that leads you to greatness. Please, gentlemen, introduce your greatness to the people. Samar, go ahead. Kick it off, bro. Nah, you only did that because he introduced us mad wild. (laughs) I feel like I got a lot to live up to. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk about my boy. Yeah, it's good with it. My name is Samad Savage, and uh, a lot of my friends call me Mr. You know, Top Five iTunes, no promotion. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm from Montclair, New Jersey. I be rapping, I be producing, 
and I'll be loving everybody, you know? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm Samad's alter ego. It's like, nah, yo, but nah, you already know it's your boy, Blaze the Rebel, you get what I'm saying? Illtown repping, East Orange, born and raised, videographer, rapper, lyricist, creative director, all the above, you get what I'm saying? And you know how we get down, let's get it. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to both of y'all. And I wanted to talk to both of y'all for a special reason. This is episode 150 of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. So you are the ending of season three. And I wanted to go out with a, with a very special set of rappers, MCs, artists, because the number three is a divine number. And without one mm -hmm. or two, you can't get the three. So I wanted to be, I wanted this to be very special because I wanted this to be the culmination of completion, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Next season is Insight, and we're gonna go into it right now. Nice. So Mr. Savage, I want you to tell me, how has life been since you conquered the iTunes charts? Man, it's been uh, it's been good. The moments are all good. It's just the uh, trying to keep up with the momentum of it, and 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 you know doing those same things again and again and again, and uh, you know remaining relevant without losing sight of self. You know, it's it's all about maintenance, really. I was impressed with how you did the I just want to rap series. You like talk to Kanye. That mm -hmm. right there made me excited for your album. For everybody right. who does not know, shame on you, but I'll catch you up. Samad Savage is a winner of a Heritage Hip Hop Award, okay? And not only has he been nominated just about every year, he's been active in my eyes, especially since it's the platform. I run the platform with, with some help. He's represented New Jersey hip hop in a way where most people swear they're legendary, but aren't even a story. Hmm. Think about that. And when you were doing the Kanye thing, when you were around me, I like I like the video that you had with the mask on. You was using a lot of his songs and titles in your rhyme and everything. It showed that what Tyler Creator said about Jada Kiss is that you care for the rhyme. Hmm. Now that you're now that you're caring of the rhyme, how are we nurturing the rhyme or nurturing the art so it grows even more instead of just be a rapper or a person who puts words together on nice beats? Yeah, uh, I honestly, I just I love this shit, man. I don't know how to put that in an in, in intellectual way. I just really love hip hop. I love music. I love all that it can be and everything that it's been. And I'm just honored to be a part of that. A lot of people look like, you know, I deserve to be a rapper. I deserve to be a musician, but I'm honored to fulfill that place in society. If a person says they deserve to be a rapper, all they say is they deserve to be a nigga. Because mm -hmm. rapper now is now used as a term, a derogatory term to people who do music now, you know? Yeah, that's true. And, and, I, and I hate that people do that. And that's a perfect segue to Blaze because... If anybody doesn't know who Blaze the Rebel is, Blaze the Rebel is an MC who grows in front of you during his album. You know, um, I have all three of his albums, thank you. And I would like to <laughs> say, I would like to say, and listening to your albums, I can hear the progression from Chase to now Humble Beginners the Remix. And I would like to say, when I listen to you, your first presentation that people would call a rapper is someone who puts words together. But I want to ask you, when you're actually rhyming, are you rhyming from within or you're rhyming to bring people outside into you? Pause. Um, <laughs> he's funny as hell. Um, honestly, it depends on the day. Like, 
I use my music as as a means of talking to myself. I really don't figure out a lot of things about myself until I start putting it in music or I start having conversations with myself through others, if that makes sense. So most of the time, if I don't always have a shoulder to lean on, the first place I would go to is music. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, it depends on the day because some days I wake up dumb motivated, like, yo, man, the mission is to really get this shit going. So like, I'm, I'm probably in the mood to really make a statement record. And then that's where stuff like Humble Beginners comes from because Humble Beginners is like, yo, I'm about to like really do some shit. And I hope the conversation ain't overnight celebrity or something like that because obviously I'm putting the groundwork. Y'all don't know where I came from. You know what I'm saying? But then you see, you listen to records like Food for Thought and then you realize like, that was a more personal introspective look into just the way I think. That wasn't even to bring people in, if anything, that was just to speak to my tribe and like-minded people like me and give them something that they can vent to. I mean, not even vent to, but, you know, listen to without them having to say the words. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it just depends on the day for real. The one thing I enjoy about both of you as artists is that you take people into your life or into your mind to let them understand your heart or your genius. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's going back to Blaze. Started off at retail. Tell me why you needed to tell that story. So for people, so people to catch up to who you are. In, all right, so I feel like, um, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and condense this. Because, <laughs> like, okay, so quick fun fact. Like, I skipped the grade, and I say that to say that I was given the opportunity to use that extra year to prove to everybody around me that I could use my, like, my natural-born talents as a means of, like, developing income and actually having a positive impact on the people around me. So to know that I was able to, do those strides, like actually make those strides and do the things I said I wanted to do, no matter the level I did it at, I'm dumb grateful. And, and I feel like a lot of people, I was having a conversation with a friend that um, people are too focused on the future sometimes, right? And you're not, you, and it makes you not live in the moment. And people tend to forget that the moment that you're living in right now at one point was the future. And I say that to say, you can be less appreciative of the, of the position that you're in if you don't sit back and realize where you came from. And that's why I made started off at retail because here I am, just a kid, like a black kid at that, um, going against the grain, beating the odds, started off at a retail job and now doing what I love, you know what I'm saying, on my own time and what I wanted to do. And if, if anything, I wanted I wanted that to be a statement record to anybody who's even just considering taking that risk of, like, doing their own thing or taking life by their own, by, by like, you know what I'm saying, by the neck, like, nah, I'm going to do it this way. And showing them, like, yo, it's, like, I started off at retail. And however you view I'm doing what I'm doing, just know I got to that point from working a retail job. And if I did that, you could do that, so. Yeah. I respect that. Cause I mean, you're talking about having a job. Mm-hmm. Samad may know this cause he's heard me talk millions of times already, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between having a job and finding your work. Do you know the difference, Blaze? Well, it depends on the context you're looking at. When you say find your work, what do you mean by that? What, what do you understand by it? This is all about you, not me. I don't know. I feel like having a job, if, if I just had to spitball an idea or a concept, I would say just having a job is literally just finding something to make ends meet so you do what you got to do. And if you're talking about finding your work, I'm assuming you need something that, that aligns with what you actually want to do with your passions and your life. You know what I'm saying? Finding your work, uh, I'm, I'm just assuming you put more emphasis on your as, as opposed to work, if that makes sense. Yes. God, uh, man gives you a job. God gives you your work. Because yeah. when, oh, you do, I- when you do your work, then your purpose is manifested. You see what I'm saying? Kind of reminds me of the single go to work. Because even 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 the, the skill point in which that video is shot, chefing it, cutting things up, somebody throwing bread at a camera. 
know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With, 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 with spoofing taste. And when I look at the go to work, it, it's, it's acquired taste versus the skill of preparation. Samad, how do you conquer that when you make music? Ooh, damn. See, I told you. Um, it depends on the project, to be honest. I feel like on the gray area, I was just making music for the world, but it was about myself. So it's really for anybody who feels like me. Then I made Trust the Weird Kids, which is for all of the world, because I feel like everyone has a weird kid within them. And then I made Duo Lady, which is completely for myself. It's my taste. I made everything that I like, you know? Hmm. I think um, you released two classics, and they're two classics, different perspective. Hmm. That's why you're one of my favorite MCs ever. You were given the title, the Andre 3000 of New Jersey. What does that mean to you? First of all, who said that? They need to stop. That's 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 a that's, that's a yeah that's back yeah <laughs> that's that's a oh man um that's facts though I mean I I honestly truly appreciate it I'm just very blessed that I don't have the tendency to let other people's opinions get to me because a lot of people look at that as like oh if somebody say something bad about you you can't let that stress you out I also have this thing where if somebody says something that exceeds my own perception of self i don't let it get to my head too much i just feel like i just continue to work and 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 earn that and continuously earn that i hope to keep that place in that person whoever said that i hope to keep that place in their heart over and over again yeah like how you said that on twitter that you don't have to respond to everything people say yeah i once again got to keep reminding myself of that (laughs) it's good to remind yourself but it's good to keep it in perspective because it takes a lot of heart to do music where a lot of people have opinions that have never stepped in the booth at all. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And that brings me back to Blaze because Blaze shows a lot of heart in ways that people really don't. Yeah. Blaze, you got a lot of fucking attitude with you to be doing a song to the to the Milkbone beat, keep it real, and doing your own rendition. <laughs> Yo, what's crazy is um, Milkbone wasn't he signed to um, Naughty by Nature? He was while? an affiliate of KG. An affiliate, and yeah. And it's because KG produced something on my project that he showed me. He showed me that Milkbone record, and it inspired me to like do something with it. So, just little little fun fact. <laughs> that takes a lot of heart because that's one of the most celebrated beats in hip hop history. You know, right. uh, when you go to Funkmaster Flex show, you know they did that. Just Blaze is just um the rock. Like people rhyme to those beats extensively because the mastery that it takes to rhyme on that, you have to be proficient. You can't just rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you define proficiency rather than rhymeability? Um, I think it all just boils down to skill. Rhymeability is just how well you can find some good word, like words that sound alike and how well like you know what i'm saying like it's like literally what we're, it's like what how do i break this down rhyme ability for lack of better words is just like your word selection you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but proficiency is how you put the words together you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that's how, that's how i'm looking at it. it's like okay you got the words but how are you saying it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying or you might be saying something but 
what words you're using to say. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's how are you getting your thought across? Like, you can have your words all day, but if you can't articulate yourself properly, then you're not really that proficient. I like that about you because I can see how your style and technique has grown from album to album because the Sanford album really showed me that you're using your words in a way that you're canvassing, not painting. You understand what I'm saying? Break, break that down to me. Well, gladly. A painter is just going to put colors on something to see if it sticks. Yeah. So you ever saw my man Bob Ross? Let's put a little blue here. Let's put a little green mm-hmm. here. Let's, let's make mm-hmm. the water here. But uh, but then again, he's a canvasser because he's already making the background so that you could catch up to the colors of the words that he's saying. Mm. You feel me? There's a song that you have where you say, I feel like being creative. Just give me your word, bitches. All right, and then I'm going to go in. Okay. That's canvassing because you didn't just say bitches and start rhyming. You actually fit the word somewhere in the rhyme so people could look for it and you're giving them your technique as you deliver the song. And he didn't even make it the main rhyme. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, to, right there, like, there, you. But when I was yeah, mixing yeah. that one, I definitely like heard that and thought like, bro, if anybody, any other rapper in the world, you say a word when they say like, yo, give me a word. They don't put that word in between at some random place. They exactly. Usually, they the usually make it the scheme. Well, I never noticed yeah. that. I just Exactly. Wow. It blew my mind when I first heard it. I, I didn't I didn't say it when I first heard it, but it blew my mind. Ladies well, and gentlemen, welcome to Heritage Hip Hop, where we listen to music, don't just talk about some bullshit. So respectfully. <laughs> but Blaze, like I want to go back to that yeah. painting versus canvassing. How do you define mm-hmm. that in your technique or style? Um take your time. That is- yeah, I might have to. <laughs> Welcome to Heritage Hip Hop. <laughs> Yo, he's funny as hell. He's funny as hell. Oh, God. Oh, honestly, I feel like um, I, there's no right or wrong way to answer this. Honestly, I feel like I let the beat do the painting. I feel like it's always a dance between me and the song. I let like I let the beat do the painting. And I, I'm essentially, if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, I do the canvassing afterwards because it's like the soundscapes will put me in a certain vibe. It may like certain progressions or certain melodies, certain sounds, just the texture of them might put me in a certain place. And I'm like, damn, this shit is crazy. And as if the song is already there in front of me, it's just for me to like materialize it, if that makes sense. So um, I hope I hope that answered it properly. I just <laughs> it's just my, my my like my thought process and just the way my mind works is a bit taboo. It's never like anything cookie cutter. So, but you know what's dope about what you just did? Remember, art is the interpretation of life through expression. Mm-hmm. No one can tell an artist if it's right because it has to feel, and if it feels, it has a presence. Like when you said melody, mm-hmm. so a lot of your beats have like an echo effect if you listen to them in, in, in the headphones. Because while you're rhyming, a lot of your beats kind of replay themselves in, in, a, in a chant. I listen to the spirit when it comes to the music. Um, mm. and, I, and I noticed that with Samai, you have started to master some of that in your own production because the mixing of Duo Liddy is exquisite. It's, it's very different. Um, I, I want to I say, when it comes to artists, people will focus on one thing. Rhymes, 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 rhymes. But nobody, unless you're a technician, focuses on placement, cadence, 
um, mm-hmm. timing, bar structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when it comes to beats, as you are a producer, you have to listen to the the eloquence of melody and then harmony. Are the beats orchestrated or are they noise conflu- congruent? You see, mm-hmm. and, and like the song that I love, my number one song, any 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 given day could change, but Bloom is one of those songs that have like that melody and that clash of sound that's beautiful chaos when it comes to the ears. Huh. Tell Thank me you. about finding your sound. Well, I, I still don't have my sound. And, and I'm not going to say too much, but that's what the next project is going to be about. I plan on making a classic with a concise sound because I do feel like all of my albums that that I have have proven my versatility. I don't need to do that anymore. But um, I find my I find each sound, I guess, through just playing around with different sounds and uh, yeah. and just heading in with whatever direction that feels that that moves my spirit. You know what I'm saying? I, I always say I feel like the number one problem with music nowadays is that it lacks feeling. It doesn't really make us feel. So my number one goal is to make people feel through music again. And how do I do that? I got to do things through, through what I feel. I want to get both of you gentlemen's opinion. Blaze, you can start with yours first. I think the problem with hip hop is hip hop lacks music. What do you say? Um, I mean, if I was to just go off of what you said i feel like maybe you're saying hip-hop is more theatrics and you know stories and headlines as opposed to the actual music i don't know if that's what you were implying but that's what that's what i would assume okay so how do you feel about that statement i feel like that's absolutely false i feel like uh hip-hop is one of the illest genres ever and it's always ever changing yeah there's a a a loop for like every four bars in every song no matter what but like it's just the words on top of it it's meant for you to pay attention to the words you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um that's the reason why you know all of this music that comes out it have a a hot beat but then we get over it so fast because (laughs) There's so much that you can listen to for there's only there's only but so much you can take when it comes to just listening to four bars over and over and over again, beat wise. But there's other examples that we're just not paying attention to. There's so mm-hmm. much out there. It's just what pop, what's popularized generates these negative opinions about hip hop. I, I feel like like even back to what you said earlier, uh being called a rapper is a negative thing now. I I, I agree with you and get it, but at the same time. If Blaze is a rapper, I want to be a rapper. If Jay Wonder is a rapper, I want to be a rapper. If Solus is a rapper, I want to be a rapper. You you know what I'm saying? If if everyone who I deem to be a rapper is a rapper, I'm inspired by these people. I want to be that, and I don't look at it as being a nigga. But that's probably just what white people mean when they say it to us. I'm not all white people, of course, but you get what I'm saying. No, no, no. I think y'all both took my statement the way it needed to be taken Mm. and that's excellent because like i said if you're an artist who could tell you that your interpretation is wrong because that's what life is about the major sin man humanity has done to each other is we expect to find ourselves in other people 
God never made us for that. As you have your gifts and I have my gifts, it is us getting to learn each other to realize that how dope God is and how fruitful the world is because we're different and we bring things together through our differences. So when someone gives an opinion, it's great that you have a difference of it because perspective is what makes life rich. Your talent is what makes life wealthy. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of people take their wealth for granted. Blaze, let me tell you what you are going to be perceived as taking for granted. I think you take for granted that you have, that you can rhyme, but you haven't given the world you yet. How does that sound to you? <laughs> I feel like uh, I literally gave the world me and a whole project called Sanford. Like that is the epitome of Blaze, like the origins of Blaze, where it came from it. I don't know. I feel like I could give the world more of me, but I've definitely given the world a lot of me. You know what I'm saying? Like from the chase to master the ceremony, especially on Sanford, like you could, bro, you could literally hear me grow, not even on some artist type of time, but I mean, as a person, you know what I'm saying? Through the lessons I've, I've, I've put in those songs and just the things I've said, the visuals, just everything all across the board. So I don't know. I mean, if anybody feels that way, I guess they just got to pry a little more, right? No, I just think they need time to understand who you are. Because remember, Samad said it best. Music is the new high. Because as soon as something new come out, everybody forgets. How many people are really sitting to consider and to listen and to learn and to appreciate the music? And if they don't appreciate the music, how do they appreciate the story? You feel me? Yeah. I think you're a hell of an artist. And I believe your growth it's not going to be determined by the music you make. It's going to be in the message that people feel from what you've made. I salute you on that, for real. I appreciate you, dog. I try to just spread positivity. You know? Like, obviously, I can give people fun records because that's definitely a part of me. But at the end of the day, I am a very smart and high-level thinking individual. And you're going to be able to feel that through my records. If, you, if anybody takes the time to go and listen to my deep cuts, and this shit, I actually spend my time writing, like, stuff like Food for Thought, Rover, Ashes to Ashes, Humble Beginnings, started off at retail, backtrack, like, bro, I got, I got, bro, <laughs> I don't know, man, but um, I'm going to continue, I'm going to continue being me unapologetically and preaching that everybody should follow in their own footsteps and do what makes them happy. And, um, yeah, the world going to feel me. And if the world don't feel me, my world going to feel me. I respect that. Hey, yo, it's what you mean by that? My community, everybody. Uh, nah, in some I know, shape I know what you mean. Oh, right, I'm being it like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are with Blaze the Rebel and Samad Savage on Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and join the movement that these gentlemen are making. And of course, join my movement because at the end of the day, you're welcome. So, Samad, let me ask you a question. What's the most important lesson hip hop is learning at this time to you in your artist perspective? Like the listeners of hip hop or the the MCs, whatever way you want to take it. Why not both? Uh, I feel like the listeners of hip hop are learning that there's a lot of pain behind all of these things that uh, we're rapping about. Even when we're having fun, even when we say, you know, baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Molly to and That's why I'm moving redacted. Um, <laughs> I feel like. They once you pay attention to the lyrics and whatnot, you see a lot of pain, and that's not to uh, out Pop Smoke specifically. There's all artists. I could pull an example from anybody. It's all kind of sad 
Well, not all, but there's just so much of it that's sad that I think people are finally understanding. I think it made a huge window for uh, a lot of young hip hop listeners, which half of them aren't black. I, I think it allowed them to see see our world a little bit. It may be a little uh, an uh, extreme depiction of our world, but they've gotten to see things. They they have uh, empathy through their favorite artists, you know. Uh, now, what I feel like MCs are learning recently. Uh, I don't think we're learning. That's the that's the messed up thing. I, I don't think we're learning much. And I don't mean that like we're not intelligent. I think we're intelligent in many things. But what are we learning from hip hop or learning in hip hop? Nothing. What are we learning in hip hop business? A lot. We're learning a lot in, in, in the business of stuff. But I don't see too much like other negative shit changing. So I don't know how much we're, we're learning as a collective. I can only speak for myself. I feel like I'm trying and attempted to learn, but do I feel like I've learned anything in my time in rap, skill-wise? A bunch of things. Uh, beyond that, though, I'm I'm just not I'm not sure. I learned that music could touch people, but then that goes back to the listeners. I'm I, I don't know how to answer that question as far as what what am I learning as a, as an artist in hip hop? Okay. Hey, Blaze. Then pick this up. What's the most important? What's the most powerful creative entity? Pain or love? Love. But if hip hop is derived from pain, how come we don't have more love to overshadow the pain, especially in music? Can't pain? pour from an empty cup, dog. If a lot of people come from homes that don't have love, what what like what what basis do they have to use as an example to show the love that they're looking for? Good point. You know what I'm saying? People got to lead by example. Those that were blessed enough to have the luxury of receiving love, it's up to them to pay it for it. And the artists that have been exposed to that are the ones spreading that love. And I'll use myself as a primary example. Come from a very good, uplifting community of people and everybody around me is very uplifting. And I spread that energy amongst everybody I'm around. You know what I'm saying? It's up to the artists that have the luxury of love, genuine love, you know what I'm saying? And positive energy to spread that amongst people. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, people are products of their environments. Shit May comes I from pain. Whatever. Yeah, ask the question because I felt like you would answer this in an enlightening way. How do you, how do you focus on that? How do you not let the cloud of potential negativity block you from seeing and feeling all of that love? Because I just I know so many people who are surrounded by love but just can't see it. Yo, to some degree, people got to take responsibility for self. My 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 perseverance comes from confidence and knowing that no matter what happens, I'm going to go where I plan on going. I'm going to feel how I plan on feeling and I'm not going to let nobody's outside actions affect me. I can process how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? And then go through it. But like you can't let negative. The world is filled with negativity, dog. That's a given. That's a given. There's this balance in the world. There's no negativity without positivity. I can't be positive without there being negativity in the world to compare it to. You know what I'm saying? It's just what comes with the law of the land. So I would highlight that. I was gonna say I would highlight that part of the answer right there. That I feel like that's what stuck out to me the most is there's there's a balance of positivity and negativity. So as much as we see bad, we gotta see good. Exactly. Exactly. That's very mature of you. And I love that answer because if pain is universal and love is relative, how can the one relative thing that we have be so forgotten 
when that's how we relate to each other. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like the most powerful hip hop songs come from violence, but the most meaningful hip hop songs come from love. Blaze, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Um, favorite rapper of all time. Sure. Or just give me one that you like. Yeah, because I don't think I have a favorite rapper of all time. Yeah, Blaze <laughs> the Rebel has to be taken out of the conversation. You can't pick yourself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, you know what I'm saying? Obviously. Um, I would, I would I would speak with the ones that have the most prominence and most influence on my character. I could definitely give a lot of praise to Jay-Z. How he moved, even the way he um even his discography, like the rollouts, the artwork, the messages behind him, the vibes, the energy that you got behind him. I feel like but Jay-Z. Yeah, if, I had to, if I had to, yeah, definitely Jay-Z. Like that that man is just he embodies everything of what I would want to do, just rolls in the concrete story, went against the odds, businessman, talented mogul icon like this is just this is just the epitome of everything i want to be so i guess i would have to go with that in context of what we're talking about think of jay-z's biggest songs how many of them are about being violent none sorry think, my bad yeah but think about that though because if violence is universal and that's what everybody runs to one of the top artists ever is a non is doesn't use violence to give hope through the comp culture or the genre. Same thing Tupac did. As violent and ignorant as a lot of his bullshit is and his music, keep your head up and the song to his mother or the songs is always gonna resonate with people who love the art more than his diss music. Correct or wrong? Each his own dog, artists. There's no right or wrong answer, you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to art, People have the there is a right or wrong answer. There is with that one because we're talking about worldview and perspective, not art. See, look, let me tell you something. Whether you listen to Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life, you listen to the song Cry, even the song that he makes with his wife, they're, they're not violent songs. So, yeah, you could be from the hood and you want to hear somebody getting their skull cracked, I guess, if that's what, you, what, your, what your thing is. When you go into the universe, those are not the songs that's going to be remembered as his best. You see what I'm saying? Like I said, pot. everybody know hit him up. It's one of the best diss songs ever. Da, 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 da. But when you go to the average cat who does not live that life and you ask him about Tupac, they bring up Keep Your Head Up, Dear Mama. Because those are the songs that are painful, but they're love-induced. You see what I'm saying? My favorite Pac song is So Many Tears. So you got a point. That's another love and do song. Samai, you have gone into that realm. But that's with, pain, but it's just not violent. Right. But it's loving pain because love isn't the love, isn't just hugs and stuff. It's reality at mm. most times giving you a lesson. And you've gone into that um that range of music with um forward. Forward mm. is a beautiful song. When I first heard that song, I was like, God damn, this boy. He really, he's really going into the heart of the sound and making you believe, not just feel it. You see what I'm saying? And that's what makes hip hop need to be musical because you could bob your head all up and down all day. But when your heart opens, when the message goes into your spirit, that's when the artist transcends the genre. He becomes a musician for real. Mm. 
Mm. Let me ask you this question. What is your take on making music that brings the world together instead of just making people nod their heads to just fulfilling the, the dreams of a few? I mean, I, I used to be really about making people come together, mm-hmm. but I realized that like, that's not built for everybody. So now I'm more so just about making everybody who is alone remember that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, just, I as I said, I, I haven't been focused on, 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 on that. Did I did I fuck up the answer to that? No. As far as like, because I feel like maybe I didn't get the question right. No, I mean it's not even about that. I wanted to I wanted to bring that up between both of you. Because as men have different perspectives, our both of our perspectives both lead down the same road, which is being heard and people appreciating the message that you're giving. And a lot of people will listen to violence all day long, but want love in their lives. And then they'll be afraid to show it. Blaze got songs. We talk about women all fucking album, it seems. <laughs> He's like, girls, you know what I'm saying? And salute to Blaze because guess what? People, no matter what, wherever they at, as tough as they want to be, a pretty girl walk by, you're gonna be a whole different dude. In most cases, I guess. Love And then Samai, you make a song like "Choose Love," which mm-hmm. is like I played that for somebody, and they bust out in tears and said, "I want somebody to sing to me." Wow! Think about that. That's life changing music. I don't believe people are looking to make life-changing music on a large level because people don't want to buy it. But yet, that's the music that changes people's lives and gives them hope. Why are we not selling hope and chasing the stream? What do you say? Mm, I feel like, uh, why are we not selling hope? Because <sighs> hope isn't something you sell. Hope is something you give. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm trying to sell records and, and make money, but I'm trying to sell, like, I consider, like, the CDs and the streams and stuff as merchandise, but the feeling that the song gives is always just me giving. That's my gift. Because if I wanted to, I could just get on the mic and, and st- I could have used that go-to-work beat and be like, shit that ass, shit that ass, shit that ass, and it would have been a, <laughs> a hit, but... Sure. I wasn't I wasn't trying to do that because the the song is catchy, the vibe is catchy, the flow is catchy, but the words go to work, get moving. That's supposed to be motivational, and that's that's the gift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I love that. I love that about your music because Thank you. it's not the same typical Moreau of let's get violent, let's get high. Let's do something stupid. By the way, you're gonna dance now. I like a really good chorus. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Take Let's it. get violent. Let's get high. Do something stupid. By the way, you gonna dance. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, take it. That's how it kind of tough. Yeah, just give me some credit, you know. But 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 I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's what people relegate hip hop to. Hey, Blaze. Let me ask you this: Do you realize that hip hop is the only genre of music that's alive? What? Well, that kind of just blew my mind. What? Hip hop is the only genre of music that is alive. I thought you said alive. I was like, no, no, I said alive. I said alive. I was like, yo, what? 
Zamar, <laughs> don't send no shit up like this again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I thought somebody took the flag and just started stepping on myself. Yo. Um, nah, nah, nah. Uh, um, I need to know what you mean by that to answer that question. What is jazz? Jazz music, a genre. Jazz means sex. And they used it to try to condemn Elvis Presley because jazz meant how you move your hips. It's not alive, it's a movement. What is rhythm and blues? A genre. <laughs> like, they agree. Like, I don't, yo, Savage, I'm tapping you in, bro. Savage, yes, yes, no, this is your question. Mm -mm, Savage, I don't know. You know you it's, it's a genre. It's a genre. Like, rhythm and blues. Nah, rhythm and blues. <laughs> rhythm and blues is your heartbeat and your story. Rhythm and the blues. Mm. That's why the, that's why it was called rhythm and blues. It was the beat and the story. All right, what is rock and roll? See, these things are not living; they're concrete. Hip hop is the only genre that you can live, breathe, eat, sleep, dress, dream. It's everything because it encompasses so much that these other styles of music are into it, and they bring birth new expression. If you think about this. Rock and hip hop are the only genres that live outside of themselves. Mm. Do you agree or disagree? Tell me what you think, because you have rock and hip hop in your album. Sanford, please talk about it. You would say I have I would I would like to which, which song would you deem as having rock on my project? Uh, the video for Humble Beginnings, by the way. Start there. You, you think I'm a rock influence? Oh, think, yeah. that was that was that was that was rock more than hip hop. Are you kidding me? Yo, Saba, yo, Saba, what do you think? You bro? mean like, I mean, I guess like punk, but we try to really like we try to nah, really that shit is more boom pack than anything, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we try to definitely boom pack. That shit is boom pack, bro. That shit, doom, doom, cat, doom, doom. I'm not talking about the beat. I'm talking about the visual presentation and how the video was done. Because when I posted that video up, I had people who listen to rock saying that's one of the best videos they've seen in years. Because y'all went to a y'all went to somewhere where everybody does videos and put art behind it in the way a rocker tries to bring the world into his song. Please, if you don't know, talk about it. Okay, I'm Anything sorry. you seem to know, you get, yeah, he got You got to talk about it, bro. You got you feel me? Like, nah, this is appreciating I'm to, you. I'm starting to get what he's saying. I'm starting to get what he's saying, but I feel like, uh, and this is no disrespect to the to the rock goats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I feel like we are restoring a feeling that is beyond genres. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's limited. To I haven't seen something since like this since you get what I'm saying. Okay. Like the first time somebody may have heard Kanye, they may have been like, I haven't heard anything like this since Trial Call Quest. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Which obviously there's some inspiration there, mm -hmm. but Kanye as himself became such a moment in I was gonna say in hip hop, such a moment in music mm -hmm. that nobody can even really look at graduation not graduation um the college dropout and credited to what he was inspired by because mm -hmm. it was it's, it, yeah it, it's a familiar feeling but it's beyond that so i feel like humble beginnings is one of 
the greatest music videos of all time and we established a feeling that was so grand that just people haven't seen anything grand so they're going to relate it to whatever they saw in history that was that was like it but yet and still there's nothing like it and if it grows in popularity to the extent of the things that they saw before it then this is going to be the new thing that the next time somebody comes out with something they're going to be like i haven't seen anything like this since humble beginnings we just ain't get there yet if you think about rock grunge and things like that Mm -hmm. that's their version of hip-hop so that's why it came from their mouths that way as i was told shout out to surge it came to me that way because the way people love is that a cat shout out to the cat the way people love nirvana people love that video that's what i'm trying to tell you uh, somebody yeah, told have, me that, that response from people like they like they they like love the video like like shout out to the cat that just jumped behind and showed the video yes but um that video somebody told me if i did video of the year that is a must win video Mm. So, who, who was the who was the who was the um yeah right I'm gonna let that pass who was who was the director of the video? I directed the video, <laughs> and that's why I brought it up. And you know, and gentlemen, what other video he directed? Huh? You know what other video he directed? Tell me. Go to work. Get moving. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, yeah. let's, let's let's. I'm glad they caught the alley oop when they plugged it. So let's go. Uh, a blaze. Um, the 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 director's eye is one of the most slept on instruments in hip hop that people don't talk about the most. What do you think is the most important part of the eye that hip hop um, captures? The essence of the artist. So we talk about Hype Williams. We talk about Lil X. We talk about um, I don't know somebody else. I don't care. Um, because there's people who <laughs> bring what they get to it. And that's, and that's another cat. We have people who bring their uh, eye to hip hop and they introduce certain callings. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee brings the camera and moves the world with the actor on like, like, like in the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like you always have yeah. that Spike Lee on um, one Spike Lee shot where the camera's right there in front of the actor and then they're moving in the room with people around them. But the focus is on the actor. It's on that, yeah. Then who's the dude who did bad boys where they had the pigeons and doves flying over everything? Whatever. You see what I'm saying? I think, Mike, I think Michael Bay did that one. Michael Bay. Then you have people like who did the director of The Professional, where when the little girl opens the door and the light is shining on her face, that's the light of hope. And he saves the girl from the killer. When you shoot a video, what do you want people to see so that they know that's your video, I, and that you, you want to focus on what when it comes to the artists themselves? Well, to be honest, when I direct, if it's um, to be honest, I don't really, I don't really care if people notice. Like, I don't have a style in my directing, if that, if that makes sense, because I'm a, I'm an unconventional artist. I kind of like adapting. I'm a collaborative person. I like stepping into people's world. So, the versatility is just gonna be hard to pinpoint. Like, oh shit, like did Blaze do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather you just be kind of like really compelled than astonished at the fact that it was a really good executed concept and then watch afterwards like holy shit like blaze did that you know what i'm saying i feel like if it ever gets to a point where you could just tell off rip i directed it i've become too like cookie cutter you know what i'm saying i don't know it's just a little different but um i feel like um it's what was was the second half of that question you already answered it actually oh shit okay well that damn you actually did um 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the end of the conversation with Blaze the Rebel and Samaj Savage. Make sure you go and purchase their music. And being that we're talking to two gentlemen who believe in the entrepreneurial spirit of hip hop, I want to ask y'all a question, and I really need to know what y'all feel about this. Yeah, dual Liddy out right now. I bought my yeah, copy. I had to, you I had got to plug yours? that. Too. You feel me? Yeah, I got, my, I got my shit right here. You feel me? Hold on. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, Watch uh, it still in the plastic. You feel me? Yes, sir. I, th I thought uh, you were about to pull out the Sanford. I, I was scared to say, bro, you ain't get, you ain't put those out and not tell me. <laughs> nah, I still got these though. You feel me? All right, cool, cool. I got, I still got one of them. Uh, ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. that's my brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's my question to Blaze the Rebel and Samaya Savage. Samaya, I want you to take this first. Why are artists that sell not as promoted as artists that stream? uh because there's a propaganda in it uh the music industry is headed to a place to a place where they're just trying to give more artists credit but also pay artists less and the most conventional way to do that is through streaming so uh the way you do that is to put more and more praise on the idea of streaming the most instead of selling the most mm, i like how russ and ryan leslie have been working their damnedest the hardest to change the narrative. And I like how you do it as well. Hmm. I took part of your formula to build Heritage Hip Hop's business. So I want to thank you for that. Because I was able, I'm patting myself on the back. Everybody who um, thinks Heritage Hip Hop is your competition, the competition, fuck you, you're not, I'm better. I do my do. Now, what <laughs> I wanted to say is, I took some of your formula and shout out to one of the artists I work with because they got a plaque last year. Not too many people are walking around with plaques. That's work. I want to give a shout out to two other artists. We made $500 in a week. Mm. That's more than what they're going to get in the stream. So, and I'm only putting that out there because if we keep bastardizing the art, we're not fully giving love and credit to the artists because there are artists out here today that make memorable music like Michael Jackson has made. But because we always shout out the slave master or the middleman, we're not giving that artist the respect that this, that's due from their creativity and their work. Mm. Blaze, you have two classic records under your belt. For what I, I've heard so far, I still got to sit with it for a little bit. I only heard you at each album about like, like four times. But <laughs> you have classic records under your belt that I think given if people really paid attention, you would have, you would have a little more or I'm lying, you have a lot more gravitas when it comes to how should this sound or where should I put that? And one of those songs I like, give me one second, let me just get my notes. Mm -hmm. I think it's two peas in a pod. When you talk about somebody that you're close with. Yeah, my sister, my little sister. All right, see, that's a song that I feel goes way over people's heads because these bastards just want to listen to things and nod their heads. Back mm -hmm. to the love conversation, it's about appreciation. That's the type of song I, I could see on a movie. That's the type of song I could see on a soundtrack. That's the type of song I could see in a skit with somebody showing love to family. Mm. I want to salute you for that. Thank you, man. That shit is um, that's a real that's a real near and dear record for me. It took me it took me a while to be able to listen to that straight through without like you feeling some type of way. You feel me? So yeah, I'm deeply appreciative of that. What's up? You think you know who's singing in the background? Oh, that's what that's what <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what brother answered. <laughs> that's you? Yo, 
Miss Ayon hit me up and was like, bro, was that you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the vibe with the vocals in the back making me sound heavenly and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 Mr. Don't I don't rap anymore. That's Mr. R and B Savage. Yeah, I know. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But yep. Samar, I could say the, the same rain. thing about you. I could say the same thing about you. Cause choose love and bloom is everybody's favorite. Well, let's talk about Angel, yo. Come on, man. Yeah, that song is uh I've had that song for a minute, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh truth be told, breaking news. Um Initially, I was supposed to get um, Chris Patrick on that song. Okay. And I waited like like, like, like a bunch of months. And then there was one point where he said he could do it. I mean, where he couldn't do it. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, that's my boy. I ain't got no kind of feelings towards him. And then he hit me up a couple of days later, like, nah, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then like a week later, it was like, nah, man, I can't do it. And <laughs> if you look at what he's done in the past year, I'm not going, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame him. I'm not stressed that at that at all, but um, I can say that everything works out because pineapple city came through. And when I say came through, I don't, she could have just sent me a verse. Nah, she came through to my, my crib and recorded that verse for me. And I think I, I came see, that day too. Yeah. Yo. And I, and I can't, I just cannot imagine that song coming out any better than it, than it did. So, you know, but, Hopefully, you know, some Samaj Savage and Chris Patrick on the way. But just a little funny story behind it. You 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 have the ability to um you have the ability to make things go to an, to the next level. Um for y'all who don't know, I'm a comic book head. That's just me. Uh That's some dope. people, some people like the Avengers, I think they're trash. Sorry. <gasps> some people like the Justice League. Sorry, I don't. They cool. I like the X-Men. The X-Men means something special to me for that John, the era that I'm, I'm, I'm from. Like people like the Avengers now because of the movies, but in my <laughs> era, they're trash. You know what I'm saying? Bro, nah, X-Men definitely got the best cartoon of all time. There you go. And and I think Samai and Blaze, y'all are, y'all represent two of the X-Men to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it seems when y'all get together and do work, it's classics from the door. You see what I'm saying? Go to work. Amazing. I seen when you I performed that, that when you performed that at the album listening session, and I seen Blaze and J1 in the crowd going crazy. Oh, videos coming soon, y'all. I'm holding them for a reason, but you'll see. But <laughs> but when I um when I recorded that, it made me smile because it's like that's the superpower that most people take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Ibmatic, Soulless, J Wonder, uh shit. When I hit, when I hit, heard you on "Watch Out," the song the kids in my classroom still dance to to this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that's the superpower coming together. Whether y'all stay together or not, that's on y'all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when y'all come together, the camaraderie, the love, the artistry is so beautiful that not only does it give hip hop hope, it's the reason why I say hip hop is a living genre. Mm. So my final question to Damn. Oh, what happened, Blaze? Well, I say something wrong. What happened? Nah, nah, that's some that's some that's some heavy words, my boy. I appreciate that. God damn. Oh, no, no, no. As you could tell, I'm a lover of hip hop culture. So I really study this thing. And if it wasn't for your music, 
or what you made, I couldn't ask you the questions that came up in this interview. So this is my thank you to you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, dog. Love is mutual, you feel me? So the first, the last part of this interview, um, before we go there, Shamad knows what's coming up, is um, hip-hop has a responsibility. And hip-hop has an identity. If you had to sum hip-hop up in relation to your life, what is hip-hop and how are you giving it to the next person to appreciate after you? I would consider hip hop. Uh, you want to go? No, no, no. You go first. You go first. <laughs> if I had to sum up what hip hop was, I would consider it a moment of peace. And it's like a moment of peace that got put in a vial and you could always pick it up and play it whenever you want. You know what I'm saying? It's like hmm. that that music becoming a moment of peace for me and me being able to put it out and distribute it to others is how I pay it for it because I was able to embody all of these emotions or whatever feelings I had at the time, whether it be positive or negative and give it to somebody else and give them assurance that you're not the only person thinking like this. And like I said, whether it be positive or negative, it's still a moment of peace because you have some type of clarity knowing that you aren't the only person experiencing these things. So that's, that's how I'm looking at it. Dope. That's dope. So how about you? Damn, um, I said it went first. Um, <laughs> I feel like what hip hop is as an experience is just it's 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 that moment that you hear somebody say something and you go wait, somebody else agrees with me on that? Mm -hmm. Or you hear somebody say something and you're like, oh, you've been through that too? And it's just it's just that moment wrapped up in one packaging. And that's what I live by. I, I, I try to transfer those moments so people to can continue to know that they, once again, are, are not alone in, in how they're feeling and things that they've been through that people have been through that and have gotten through that you know that, that's what i feel like hip-hop is and that's how i like to transfer it i love how you put that so gentlemen let's transfer information to the people give them your social media give them the names of your albums and let them know how to get them as well uh once again my name is samaya savage you can go get my album dual liddy or my album before that trust the weird kids or my album before that the gray area, which by the way, I, I changed my mind. I don't really like calling the Trust the Weird Kids or the Gray Area albums. They feel more like like really good EPs for me now. Cause I feel like Dual Lady feels like a full project, like a real album. That's just how I feel. But um yeah, you can get that there. I mean, you can get that all on uh samadsavage.com. Uh that's the best way to reach me. That's how you find all my socials. That's how you can find out more about me, how you can see all of my latest music videos and uh, how you can get some merch. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you already know it's your boy, Blaze the Rebel. You know what I'm saying? You can find me on Instagram, Blaze the Rebel, spelled regularly, not, not like D-A, Rebel. I hate when people do that shit. But yeah, Blaze the Rebel, you get what I'm saying? Uh, go stream Sanford on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, Google Play, all that. Whatever distro kid got available, I put it there. <laughs> like, now, nah, but like, uh, 
Yeah, y'all go run it up, man. Go listen to my last project, Sanford. If you really want to see my journey, go listen to The Chase. Then go listen to Master Ceremony. Then go listen to Sanford. And um, run it up, man. I'm here for a good time and a long time. So get used to it. Yes, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm Karev Heritage Hip Hop. When I ask you, don't stream their albums, go buy their albums, because these gentlemen are worth the purchase. See, the thing about the Chase Master Ceremony in Sanford is it's painting a complete picture, like we talked about journeys. To take a journey, you have to take one step in front of the next step to go to where you're going. Do not sacrifice the goal for the journey. We always look at where we end up, but we don't take time to appreciate the road travel. So make sure you buy all three of those albums and appreciate the journey that this young man has given us. And Samaya Savage says he had full EPs. They are all classics. Damn that. Make sure you go get them. Check out some Odd World, too. I'm just saying this out there. Go spend the money. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Samaya knows what's about to happen. Blaze, welcome to the Rapid Fire Questions. These are not <laughs> yes, no questions. These are questions designated to show the depth of your understanding of yourself and the culture that you represent are you ready always ready let's get it so my you know you've had some questions like this before so guess what he's going to get a question and then you're going to get a question you're not answering the same question so we're going to have a lot of fun blaze first question is for you what artist song or album perfectly re represents you comeback season by drake and why because of his mindset, where he was, his age, how wide-eyed he was, the, the amount of potential he had, and the fact that he actually acted upon it. You know what I'm saying? Songs like Closer to My Dreams, Going In For Life, Ignorant Shit, The Calm, all that, all that perfect representation of me, my mindset, my drive, how I attack things, how I plan on conquering things, how I've been slept on, how I'm, how I'm still slept on, but no longer the underdog. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's, that, that is a no-brainer answer for me. Profound. Samad, the name of your album is Duolity, which we all know means duality. Duality is two, uh, uh, one entity separated, separated in two, basically. What are the two traits that makes an artist or MC complete, in your opinion? Um, swag and intelligence. Explain. Well, there's a lot of- It's Jay-Z. That's an example. JC is a tough example for that. Yeah, but no, there's a lot of artists who can rap their asses off, but nobody mm -hmm. want to hear that shit because it's it's not, they don't sound cool. They don't okay. sound like somebody you want to be like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so you need some, some kind of swag and you need intelligence because eventually these people that's listening to your music are going to grow up and then you're going to fall further and further down their all-time list because they realize that you're not give you weren't giving them anything that stuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And realize okay. I didn't say smart. You don't need a PhD. You need intelligence. You need mm -hmm. to be articulate in some kind of in some kind of way. Another good uh, example of that is Lil Wayne, super duper swagged out. And yeah, there's some topics that maybe some interviewers shouldn't ask him because it doesn't really pertain to him. Okay. <laughs> but he uh, is intelligent. He's very he's very witty. You you can go and listen to his music from way back and still catch new things. Okay, I respect that. Mm. If I said Blaze the Rebel is going to be the next 
Tyler the Creator. What does that mean to you? That means he's gonna he's gonna explore every avenue of his creativity and give it to the world. That's how I'm looking at it because I love what he's doing right now. And I plan on doing the same thing with my talents. That's who you reminded me of when I saw the growth between Master Ceremony and Sanford. And that's a very accurate comparison. That's a very, very, very spot on comparison. I'm not gonna lie. It's, I can't even, yeah, I can't say nothing to that. Well, that's why that's how you inspired me. So me and my homies get their flowers. I'm just like smiling over here. <laughs> yeah, I think Samad, I love you, bro. <laughs> if I said Samad Savage has the potential to be the next Smokey Robinson, what does that mean to you? That I'm about to be forever slept on. <laughs> oh my god why do you say that now, that's interesting whoa whoa what does that mean because he gets all the acc accolades that he deserves in the industry by different artists and whatnot but kids and even in my age range might be like who when you say smoke robinson and that's no disrespect to him no i'm saying not. that he's one of the most talented people of all time one of the greatest songwriters awesome singer he's just so talented but it's not respected. He's not put in the same uh, conversations as people don't even mention him when they mention Babyface. You get what I'm saying? Because most of the people during that time who appreciated music like that are dead. Yes, that is very true. <sighs> okay. Even Jay Z, look, before you answer, even Jay Z said that. He said when he got the, um, the people say he was a grunt the he got to the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and he's one of the greatest. He said, but y'all step on the Isley Brothers. Listen to their music. And he talked about the era. And remember, you said you wanted the Savage era. So this is an era question. So the era in which you're in is going to be defined by the ears that you touch. It's mm -hmm. also going to be dictated by who keeps the name going. Mm. So go ahead and pick up. Yeah, I mean, I'm still standing by, by, by what I what I said. I still feel like that's putting me in a place where, and that's a place that I don't mind being. I feel like Smokey Robinson, Robinson can walk to CVS and be fine and not have to bring out security. I would love to be in that predicament where I'm responsible for so much and, and have so much money and brought so much joy to so many people, but I'm able to just walk, walk out and about and be chill, you know? So I would and, love to be in that position. And have all the money in the world because he's still getting paid. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all the Motown classics you've written and, and done, uh, Mr. Smokey People Robinson. People forget that Smokey Robinson is, is the homie they sampled for uh, on, on Kanye's best album, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, for uh, Devil in a Red Dress. Talk People forget it. that's a Smokey Robinson sample, bro. Talk, talk about it. That's, that's where I want to be. I want to, that's, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Blaze, your question yeah. is this. What's the perfect hip hop beat? I Meaning, if you, this person never had the beat, it would have been your first single. Good night. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many mics by the Fugees? Really? Mm hmm. Wow, I never would have thought you said that. That's so eclectic. Why? What, what about that, that beat, beat stands out to you? What is it? That beat mm -hmm. is the epitome of hip-hop, bro. That shit has... Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. First off, it has Boom Pat as the bass. That's just hip-hop off-rip. 
But did you hear the eerie sounds? That was just like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just, it was just so, it was just so different. And I feel like hip hop has forever been represented pushing boundaries. And it's just like, not any, not everybody is going to hear that beat. Even if you're a vet, not everybody's going to hear that beat and be like, I could rap on that. Let alone, fuck, fuck if you want to rap on that. Not a lot of people could rap on that. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, I feel like I'm an eccentric artist enough to tackle something like that and give something, you know what I'm saying? Give people something they've never heard and be like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, That's dope. Yeah. Can I answer yeah. you? Sure. I would say uh, What You Got by Jay-Z. Really? Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> That's just one of the illest beats of all time from the... The drum programming to the live drums. What are you talking about? Show me what you got. Look, that's yeah. Your, yeah, that's your, yeah, if yeah. I can, that beat, yo. If that's I can, crazy. Yo, if I can yeah. get on with just Blaze, my career is out of here. Why don't you? Ooh, 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 ooh. Damn, I got a second answer, though. Damn, that's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know just Blaze. I wish I did. Hmm, yo, I okay. gave I gave um I gave just Blaze my flash drive and it had the chase on it before it dropped. He never got back to me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna press him when I see him. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't want to just Blaze beat. No I'm joking. <laughs> uh, just Blaze does a lot of um, well before COVID, he did a lot of festivals, so he was mm-hmm. out and about. So interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of messed up my. That threw me off my my questioning. Damn. I was like, uh, it was back and forth, but no, that's fine. I have to know what was your second beat, Blaze. Oh yeah, why not? Um, Celebrity Overnight by Twister. Okay. Yo, you would have smoked that. Yeah, I would have snapped. I would have snapped. Oh, you my know, God. It might have not been a hook on that shit. You probably would have wrapped the whole thing. <laughs> listen, listen, bro. Kanye would have had to pay me for the verse. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it. Samai, um, as I told you before, I've, I'm on another uh, platform. Salute to the, the recap with the Goodfellas. Y'all can subscribe to that on YouTube as well. And Big A, he said he mad at you because you, you ain't signed his um, CD yet. <laughs> he gonna make sure he, he signed that CD for him. But he got on the platform and he said that Duo Liddy is your best piece of work yet. And it's, a, and it's a classic. And he wants everybody to listen to it and get back to him. And one of the gentlemen on the show uh, text us to say, yo, that kid Samai Savage, he got some fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's flattering to know that people hear your work and love your work, right? What is the challenge in getting people to love your work and stay with your journey as you create work? Well, that is the challenge. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the challenge in itself. Uh, once I figure that out, I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. No, we're gonna get there for real. You're gonna be a millionaire. I, I, I'll speak that into existence right now because the Most High is faithful to those who are faithful to Him. You're, you're gonna be a millionaire. Salute. Hey, I will. Gentlemen, here's an overarching question. I want both of you to answer at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, in hip hop, there's agents putting hip hop to destroy our culture, and I wanted to use Choose Love and Two Peas in a Pot for a reason in this interview is because I've seen too many times black men or so-called black men 
destroy the black woman, the so-called black woman, and vice versa. And I see the culture is not really coming to the aid of the half of us that are truly our connection to God's creation. Mm. I want to ask you this question, and this is very important to me to know your, your opinion of this. If white supremacy is based upon the, the Caucasian woman, how do we make our community respectful and based upon the love that we have for our women, in your opinion? Firstly, I'm gonna need you to inform me a little bit more. What do you mean uh, white supremacy is based upon the, their woman? So white supremacy, it's a, um, it's a gentleman on TikTok who, who talks about white supremacy. He's a um, Caucasian gentleman. And he talks about the tenets of white supremacy. Like you have to know this to be a white supremacist. And part of the second tenet is to protect the white woman at all costs so that their race does not die out. Okay. Um, so henceforth Emmett Till um, and all the other things that happen with yeah. men of color I, I touching those women. So I, I didn't know it was uh, in stone like that, but I definitely felt that kind of vibe from <laughs> supremacy. Right. But um, I see the difference is the black race can't die. Even when black women have kids with white men, those kids nine times out of 10 end up being black. It's very rare that uh, we have white passing people unless, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, what can, we, what can we do to ensure that we, uh, if we're just talking about a level of respect, all we can do is respect them and then call out people who don't respect them. Okay. You know what? I'm glad you said that. I got a phone call to make. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, we gotta check. We gotta check all of all of the people that 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 don't. And that's not even like. Of course, we can talk about this on on a black level, but you know that just goes back to even even being men. You know what I'm saying? You see a pervert at the bar trying to slip something in a girl's drink, you test them on it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's just being a stand up person. We need to we need to protect women in general, but because black women are the most disrespected women in America or in the world, we need to show extra attention to them and, and, and make sure that we, that we do that. We need to make sure they feel, they feel heard. Even if, even at our own detriment sometimes, cause there was definitely a time where I felt like I may have disrespected a black woman, not because she was black, but I tried to be nice about it and be like, look, I just wanted to let you know, wasn't trying to disrespect you. Then she disrespected me. But all I know that is I put my best foot forward and that's all we can do. Even if it don't pay off, they don't owe us shit. Uh, okay. Blaze, do you have an answer? Honestly, can because Sabah Sabah started getting passionate. Can can y'all restate the question so I can like <laughs> articulate it properly? Basically, I'm gonna ask you like I personally feel that hip hop as a culture has some responsibility. Mm -hmm. And and looking at how we have so many people condemning black women or black men, I have people, I have men say, I don't date black girls. Or black women saying that they're tired of black men and they're just gonna go outside. I don't care who be anybody falls in love with. That's their issue. That's that's on them, not an issue. That's their, their <laughs> choice, their blessing, whatever. 
I apologize yeah. for the wrong word. I, I want to. I just want to say, I'm tired of the condemnation that we that we hear amongst ourselves in our community when it comes to that. How can we change the narrative of love and keeping the woman necessary? Is like white supremacy holds white women necessary? How do we do that in our culture with the women of color as well? Be a decent human being. That's. I'm sorry for interrupting. I was just thinking right. about that again. Just be a decent human being. We know how hard it is to be black sometimes. And we know statistically how hard it is for black women to be black women. Be give common courtesy, be a decent human being, and look out for them. That's not I don't feel like that's a heavy thing to ask for. And I'm I'm sorry I'm getting like frustrated about it and whatnot, but it's this question is asked so often because it is a continuous problem. Exactly. So it's like it's just it's common sense. I mean it's maybe it's not, but it should be common sense. Even even if I don't a lot of people like to blame music. I don't care if people is disrespecting women in the music. Just don't apply that in real life. We listen to music about killing people all the time. We ain't killing people as often as we disrespect them black women. All That's sense ain't common, but I thank you for saying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to chill. My bad, Blaze. That was the second time. But I'm going to let you do you. My bad. <laughs> um, I'm not going to act like I'm going to get super passionate about this. Um, To be honest, I just feel like, you know, it all boils down to people, man. Um. And the individual experiences, it's not really a herd mentality type of thing when it comes to respecting women. Unfortunately, your respect for women is going to stem from your experience that you've had with women. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it goes deeper than just black or brown because even our dynamic just as people, bro, we don't, black people, I mean, thankfully I came from a home with both of my parents, but you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are used to dealing with single family, um, single family things, you know what I'm saying? And not having the best both parents or parents pitting themselves against each other. And it's just like, I feel like to a certain degree, it goes past the point of it being, um, it's not even, I, I don't want to say it's not a black woman thing, but like I said, I think it's just a, a, a people thing and knowing how to just treat women, period. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people struggle being black and a lot of people struggle with treating women properly. And when you put those two things together, it's kind of a crazy conundrum. It starts from people healing with their own traumas, and and that's why it's really no definite answer because people have to come to terms with the things that they've experienced on their own time. So it's just a case of just literally with a lot of things in this world, you just have to put your best foot forward and you have to lead by example and hope that people follow suit because you can't force people to do anything. They, have, they, they like they got to come to this realization on their own. And I highlight this question in this interview for everybody who's watching because these two gentlemen have music that celebrates women. So. If you're looking for good, good music, classic music, legacy music, forever music that celebrates who we are, we, not one versus the other, Blaze the Rebel and Samaya Savage are two examples of good, great, exquisite, godly hip hop, not just music you can shake your ass to and be violent to. Remember that. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, they love their mamas, they love their wife, they love their wife, salute. You know what I'm saying? Three more questions and then we out of here. All right? So everybody, before we got here, um, make sure you follow Blaze the Rebel. Make sure you follow Samaj Savage. Make sure you follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. But more importantly, follow Heritage Hip Hop on our digital real estate. That's right. 
We're not social media babies only. We have our own platform. So come to heritagehiphop.com for the best interviews, podcasts, exclusive playlists. That's right. Heritage Hip Hop Playlist 10 is coming. Well, it's out. So that means 11's coming soon. We have the Jersey Hip Hop Playlist and we have the Art of Story Rhymes. Gentlemen, have you heard those yet? Mm-mm. So for anyone who's missed it, the Art of Story Rhymes is our celebration of MCs who tell stories within their rhymes. And one of them on here might actually be on the playlist. But you got to go to heritagehiphop.com to actually hear and get the playlist. And if you're a member, you get exclusives directly from me from the platform. Oh, yeah, we break artists, too. So if you want to know new music, you want, you want new music, new videos, new blogs and stuff, come to heritagehiphop.com. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Your girl bad and she, and she rap, we're going to break her. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, these two gentlemen are superheroes to me because hip hop is about that inspire, inspiring inspiration to the youth and to the culture. And we have our own hero, everybody. Look at this. This is the prophet. This is our MC superhero right here. So if you want some of this merch with the prophet, make sure you go to heritagehiphop.com. And guess who comes out next? The DJ. <laughs> you like the Justice League? Then you're going to like the culture. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. All right. So let's yeah. get to the last three questions and let's um let's have some fun. Uh this one is for both of you um together. So here's my here's my ultimate question with this interview. New Jersey hip hop is starting to break away from the stigma that Jersey had, but New Jersey will never get away from the New York stigma. What do you think it takes? for New Jersey to graduate to the next level now that it has its own identity from your generation? I have the perfect answer for this one. Let's go. All right, so I'm gonna tell a story. Me and a homie went down to Philly to film something, but in this building, there were a bunch of Southern Jersey artists in there. And we're talking about the whole divide and this person gets upset at us and lets their emotions get ahead of them and just interrupts us. And they're just like, no, but Jersey got hella shit out here. Like, I mean, uh, South Jersey got hella shit out here. Like what's the problem is y'all doing what New York did to us. Like North Jersey is doing to South Jersey what New York did to the whole of Jersey. And her, oh, man. And, and her perception of this whole thing was, oh no, no, New York fucks with Northern Jersey. It doesn't matter. New York fucks with Northern Jersey. We have everything in Northern Jersey industry-wise, and we don't fuck with South Jersey. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is the light skin, dark skin debate. We're still niggas literally. at the end of the day. <laughs> literally, like literally, yeah. Like so, so I think, but um after hearing this person's, you know, opinion on that and seeing the look in her face when she said that, it let me know that there is a very deep-rooted problem there and that it there, there's some truth to it. I started talking to a lot more Southern Jersey artists. And they most of them feel this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I had to I had to see that. And um it made me feel like you know what, I'm gonna utilize my platform to try to bring us closer together. And I think once we're with Northern Jersey, I think it's connected as hell. I don't think that there, there's like politics here and there, but for the mm-hmm. most part, we all tighten it. Everybody know everybody, everybody can reach to reach out to somebody, whether it be through one or two people. Um we just got to find a way to cultivate that and bring that to South Jersey too. So we can really truly be one big old New Jersey 
And then once we're able to utilize all of our connections as individuals and groups here, we can be as big or bigger than New York. And that's no disrespect or anything like that. But if we're being honest, Atlanta has had it since I could remember. Mm -hmm. So the only way that the Northern East Coast stands a chance is if something new is here. And I feel like Jersey has the opportunity to be that. Right. And in fact, a fun fact, Atlanta didn't blow up to a New York artist, did it? All right, Blaze, what's your answer? Whoa, 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 what you mean? I, I, wait, I, <laughs> wait what, what New York artist? Eric Sermon. What song he did? His whole album, Insomnia. That brought out the Atlanta sound. And then Jermaine Dupree, So So Death came right after him. I don't remember hearing that, but I do know that Jermaine Dupree definitely got New York ties. Yeah, because he was in the Houdini video. But yeah. when Eric Sermon moved from Long Island to Atlanta and started doing a lot down there, that's when people started focusing on Atlanta a little more. Then they took the opportunity and ran with it. Salute to Atlanta because y'all did y'all thing and still doing it. Blaze, what do you think as far as the question or right. part of those time you forgot the question? Yeah, please. Yeah, you like, got that yeah. look. You got that look. We're skipping Blaze. That gave me just, passion. My bad, please. We're skipping Blaze. Yeah, I've had a long day, so it's all me. good. Second to last question. How'd y'all like being on Heritage Hip Hop, and do you recommend people to come to the platform? I, I love this platform uh, because I feel like y'all never ask the right questions. Y'all ask the questions that no one will ask. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like anyone else is asking these questions. Did I make it right? No. Did I make it interesting? Yes. And I appreciate that about the platform. Uh, yeah, I like Heritage Hip Hop. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like you got to come here on your toes. You know what I'm saying? Bro, <laughs> bro go hit you with some shit. <laughs> you got to come up here ready. But you get what I'm saying? If you if you, if you, you 100% in what you do, there ain't nothing to worry about. I feel like it, I would encourage anybody to come up here if, they, if they're really serious about what they're doing. So I don't have to chase you down for another interview? Is that you telling me? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got to say it. I asked you three times. You just kept ducking and, and, and running. I'm saying, what's good? I definitely did not. He's <laughs> Now I want to salute you though, because um, I think we first formally met at J Wonder's party. And mm, you remember, you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, even now I was talking to you like, yo, I want you on my platform because you, you're special. I want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And I knew there was something deeper deeper than what I seen. As an artist, you have to take time to sit with their words and sit with their craft. Mm-hmm. See, the one thing that people forget, what you do is called an art and a craft. The art is the technique. The craft is the skill in which you present it. You see what I'm saying? And y'all mm-hmm. definitely are masters of arts and craft. So it is a, pro- a pleasure to talk with y'all and that the most high gives me the opportunity to meet artists and people with great craftsmanship. It's a real blessing. So thank you. I appreciate you for love is visual dog. Thank you for the respect for even giving us our flowers. That shit goes a long way. You feel me? No doubt. So here's the final question of heritage hip hop. Everybody make sure you subscribe and follow us. We're going to go out with a great question. This question was derived from six albums of listening sessions that I had. And, um, (laughs) and, um, out of respect, this is what I want to ask both of you. Uh, Samad already got the question about legacy. And that's why I asked you that at the end of the first part on Blaze. So 
the most important question of this group interview was this. How does your homie make you better? And then how do you want to impress them so they don't sleep on you the next time y'all work together? That's a question you should ask me, but I'm listening. Um, Both of y'all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my homies made me better because we're all very passionate in multiple avenues of stuff. And whenever, wherever area I'm lacking in, I got a homie that picks up in it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I, it's kind of hard to answer the second question because to be honest, I'm surrounded by a very positive community. Nobody's sleeping on me. If anything, I got a lot of confidence in myself, but a lot of people around me got a lot more confidence in me than I do. So, you know what I'm saying? They be in for me. My cup, I produce the best results. So, so I'm saying. All right, Samar, how about you? Um, I would like to talk about the homie that's here right now and uh, say, here's an example. We went to New York and tried to touch a couple of different buildings that are music related, whether it be streaming platforms or radio. But we, we pretty much just got to the streaming platforms that day. And he brought something out of me. I was walking into these buildings like, hi, I'm an artist. I really want you to listen to my music. And and he would be like, no, this nigga just charted <laughs> iTunes 5, nah, 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 like, and bring that out of me. And then by the end of the trip, like he taught me so much through that energy. By the end of the trip, there was a moment where we was about to knock on this door. And he was like, nah, I don't know about this one. And by, at that moment, I was like, nah, now is my time to give that same <laughs> word. Um, that was tough. So I knocked on the door and we ended up getting a, a pretty big opportunity so um my my friends inspire me but this this man right here blaze i tell you this on the phone every once in a while at random because i really be thinking about it bro this man be bringing light to every situation he there is no negative energy with him he i think the worst that comes out of him is you'll be thinking about like, yo, should i make this bad decision that's fun and he might be like yeah fuck it let's do it (laughs) (laughs) but but besides that, like he he brings nothing but good energy to everybody, and I appreciate that. He he inspires me, and uh, I can't really relate this to him because as far as he said, he's right. It's, we have a very positive uh, reinforcement thing, but we definitely all let each other know when we feel like we're fucking up. No matter what situation it is, if I feel mm-hmm. like he can do better on a verse, or if I feel like he can do this or that, and I'm sure it's vice versa, we'll do that. And that's how we that's how we stay on our toes. And but besides like my, my my actual friends that I work with consistently, for everybody else, I would prefer to play the sleeping giant role. It's very rare that I talk my shit because I just I want somebody to doubt me. That shit, that shit is oh man, it's almost mm-hmm. I love I love when people doubt me. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I doubt you have heritage hip hop on your album. All right, we'll just put that out there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, thank you for joining us on this journey. This is episode 150. This is the end of the third season. Corona be damned. COVID did not stop heritage hip hop. COVID did not stop Blaze the Rebel. COVID did not stop Samai Savage. Yeah. But the most important thing I want you to remember is this. The most important story ever written is the book of your life. And these gentlemen have put their their lives to music. So while you judge the cover of the book, or look at the back of the book for the the cliff notes, it is the people that take that journey and listen and look 
watch and learn that appreciates the art and the artist for not being a feel good, but a learning mechanism of God's greatness through art and creation. God never meant made you to be a light to be hidden. He made you to be a light to go on top of a mountain and to show the world his greatness. Blaze shows the greatness of his eyes. Samad shows the greatness of his heart. I show the greatness of words and you show the greatness of character. Thank you for bringing your character to Heritage Hip Hop and listening. With that being said, this is Karev for Heritage Hip Hop with Samad Savage and Blaze the Rebel. We say peace and we peace. out. Screw with it. Yeah. I'd like to give a shout out to Samad Savage and Blaze the Rebel for being a special guest on the show, for coming on Heritage Hip Hop and giving you the real about who we are. And that's truth, morality, and believing in oneself. Duo Liddy, the album by Samad Savage is out right now. Go purchase that. And if you can't purchase stream, but make sure you purchase it after you stream it because you're going to love it. Sanford, the new album by Blaze the Rebel out right now. Purchase it. If you can't purchase, sample it by streaming. But when you love it or like it, make sure you purchase it. We hold true to Heritage Hip Hop by saying we introduce you to your future favorite artists today. <clears throat> and Samaya Savage and Blaze the Rebel are future stars, if not stars already, that are catapulting music in a way where not only are we getting truth and behind beats, bars, rhymes, and delivery, we're also seeing the growth of two individuals who are going to be great people as long as they continue their trek upon God's lineage, which is to do right by their fellow man and even entertaining us with music that's about more than just the norm. They make music about life as well. And because we introduce you to your future favorite artists and we are the 30 for 30 for independent artists and music, their stories are one that's going to inspire the world. And I hope you were inspired by this interview. This is Karev at Heritage Hip Hop saying thank you for joining us. This is the end of season three. That's right. Episode 150. Thank you very much. And season four starts next week. And we have a great interview coming to you from Heritage Hip Hop that's going to enlighten you that much more. We want to thank everybody who subscribes, listens, shares, comments. Thank you to everybody who's been behind Heritage Hip Hop from day one, from New Jersey, New York, Sierra Leone, Australia, Russia, China, Japan, Korea, Australia, South America, all over the world. Austria, if I haven't said your country, I apologize. Have a Let's have a challenge. Do a Heritage Hip Hop. Mention me and put your country in it <clears throat> on Instagram, Twitter, etc. And let's make it happen. We have new merch out right now, which uh, it celebrates the MC. It's an MC superhero called The Prophet. Please go to HeritageHipHop.com and click on that merch and get you a shirt, T-shirt, long sleeve, kid shirt, hoodie, etc. We have great things coming and we want to celebrate the culture by giving you something that represents you as well. Because we're all superheroes, those who create the rhyme and those who live the rhyme out. Follow Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Boom you it. We're on Tumblr. We're on Clubhouse, Instagram, all that. TikTok at Heritage Hip Hop. And I think Heritage Hip Hop 945 on TikTok. Come follow us and check us out. I want to say thank you to the Most High that makes all things possible. Thank you to Hip Hop for forever living and changing. And thank you to you for sitting at the table when it's set and enjoying this meal of intellectual conversation, story-driven conversation, and also good music that comes with it. 
I am very humbled to say I've been here for three seasons, 150 episodes, and I'll pray for more. So on behalf of Heritage Hip Hop, Recap with the Goodfellas, subscribe to the Recap with the Goodfellas on YouTube, Fatty's Place, and A-Squad Rebel Radio TV, and everybody who's ever had our backs. Be sure to look for new partnerships too. I thank you, I'm humbled, and I ask you to please look forward to the next season of Heritage Hip Hop. So with that being said, this is Karev with a humble thank you and saying peace, and we out. Season four coming soon. Peace.